Duality. I am Omar Torres. I am Dom Maldonado. Dom, how are you today, man? Doing well. Had a nice big ass meal, barbecued and shit. Barbecued. It was good, man. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate uh, appreciate you sharing. By the way, that was uh, really delicious. And uh, I'm not just saying that to be ironic. He really did share some of that meal with me. <laughs> I, did. I did in reality. <laughs> yeah, in reality, that did happen. So, uh, so thank you for that. Appreciate it, buddy. Very welcome. So, what is today's film, dear white people? So, mm-hmm. uh, so it was uh, it was a film that. Um, basically spoke for itself i mean in the title it describes basically exactly what's going to happen throughout the movie and the trailer (laughs) basically gave it away as well i think spoiler alert yeah it was uh we call that a satirical modern film piece right i wouldn't like classify it as as high art or anything but you know it It, was it tried (laughs) <laughs> tried <laughs> we're we're not here to be critics and uh we're not going to tell you whether to watch the film or to not watch the film but we did watch the film and this is our feedback of said event yeah um yeah we uh we both kind of felt that uh it was not not the greatest piece of filmmaking ever and also not the most real but we we want to just specify some of the elements that we thought kind of hit on the head of what goes on on college campuses. Predominantly white campuses, to be specific. yeah. So this is not a throwback to Malcolm X or anything like that, right? This is not Denzel, all right, playing Red, right? Malik, El-Hajj, Shabazz. (laughs) This is not that. If you're looking for that kind of film... Yeah. Should probably just go rent or watch that film. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, one this day. is not Roots. This is not The Help. This yeah. is this is not. Uh, I say this is closer to the Tyler Perry spectrum, <laughs> but it is not that either. Right? I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't not, go that far. Okay. <laughs> Mind you, people, we live in Atlanta. So, ATL Hope. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Tyler Perry can basically runs half the town here. But um, <laughs> now that she mentioned it, I might not wake up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This podcast could get us uh, destroyed, <laughs> decimated. Uh, I like that. That's word. another film we're going to look at. <laughs> but but uh, not not to uh, to digress here. So, uh, yeah. dear white dear white people follows a uh, it's about a handful of. African Americans at a predominantly white, uh, supposed to be Ivy League college. I think it's called yeah, Ivy ish. That type of environment. Uh, It's called Winchester. I think it's you know just another fabricated, fictionalized institution. But uh, a lot of what you see there is uh, a lot of what you see in reality on campuses like. Like like what? What campuses would you say favor this type of look and feel? Well, at, at the end of the film, they do kind of uh, show some uh, show some pictures of colleges that had this type of thing going on, and uh, I think they the filmmakers took a lot from that. And uh, uh, oddly enough, uh, Dom and I went to Florida State Ooh. University. 
And uh, this is something that you could see happening at Florida State. Definitely Florida State. Uh... But <laughs> the college that they showed uh, that it happened to in the state of Florida was the University of Florida. So go Gators. <laughs> yeah, go Gators. Boy, I tell you, they nailed racism right on the head and still doing so to this day. <laughs> Bless their hearts. They can't for their life produce a fucking quarterback or, or, or a coach with a fucking career. They but, tried. They tried, though. Oh, bless oh, their they heart. Tried. They did try. So, <laughs> anyway, that's probably going to get cut yeah. out. <laughs> so, we have that type of atmosphere. Uh, there's a lot of those around the nation, I'm sure. Uh, so, just imagine frat row at any college. Again, in this you know largely Anglo-Saxon, Caucasian type of place. And this is the type of things you're going to run into. Right, so it's like a HBCU, but only for white people. Yeah, it's a historically that's a white thing. college and university. Another thing about Florida State is that Florida State is uh, directly adjacent to Florida A and M University, Correct. Correct. Uh, FAMU, and they um, when All I right. went, they yeah. were kind of going through a big change with the whole Robert Champion thing and everything like that. Hmm. But uh, I always felt like I had an opportunity uh, with that and with the high school and other schools that I went to to get a feel for minority, a large group of minorities. Whereas I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of Caucasians, white people, don't really get the opportunity to to experience. Uh, a lot of diversity and even though universities like Florida State and other universities not bashing Florida State but even though those universities claim to have diversity and and push that to the forefront in terms of admission and getting recruits for their sports teams and thing everything it's not really what you think it would be. So my experience, as it relates back to this film, right, we have a small group of uh, minorities. In this case, African Americans, who they focus on. We don't really see a lot of uh, Native Americans, uh, Asian Americans, Mexican Americans. There is one Asian American, really, in the film. Uh, the one who is the in one. the Black Student Union oh, right. <laughs> and says, <laughs> "There's a joke that they have <laughs> in the movie where there's an Asian student and she's in the Black Student Union." And um, there, there's this big commotion that happens, and uh, and she, she, they're trying to rally up the troops essentially. So they're getting a lot of the minorities together, and um, she says, she says, oh well, the Latin student organization and the Asian student association are right next door. They look at her like, how do you know that? She says. Well, you guys have the best food, <laughs> which I that part was very funny, and uh, they do have a, a lot of funny. Oh yeah, yeah, them. definitely, yeah. So do, yeah, don't take any of our words here to mean like they're not doing anything right whatsoever. They did a lot of stuff very well here. You know, I thought it was very well casted. I thought, you know, the writing I felt like could have used more Tina Fey. <laughs> to me, this whole thing looked like it felt and looked to me like Mean Girls. Without Tina Fey, what a different <laughs> setting, right? So this is like basically the same thing, right? The whole fish out of water thing, and you know, and uh, but once again, going back to our experience, 
uh, when I was at Florida State. And, um, you know, I've went to a lot of different high schools growing up and middle school. So I had that diversity exposure. And I felt that if the place was not diverse, there's really nothing you could do about it. Because unless you're out there recruiting or you bring all your homies to go to school with you, you're just not going to really do shit about diversity. You can only just be as diverse as you can be and, you know, chill and relax and be cool with as many people as you can, right? Just politic and shit. But you are not going to, like, change the face of diversity unless motherfuckers are just flocking to see you, right? Like you just James Franco, you apply to Florida State. Now everybody wants to go to Florida State. Yeah. And that actually did happen. <laughs> now, uh, I think that kind of that kind of segues us very nicely into our, the, the topic at hand is uh, a lot of what dear white people talks about is a, is being yourself, even though you are black, white, whatever. A lot of their struggle is trying to be themselves in a place where it's hard to be yourself, and. Um, and it it does very well in like showing thing like different moments that people go through where I think it failed. Uh, it personally is that it felt to me as if um, as if they showed everybody kind of just focusing solely on who they are and what they want. When in reality, you you don't experience a hundred percent of the people around you only caring about their future and and who they want to become. Yes, that's important, and a lot of people focus on that, and you have to focus that on that in your life. But there's never gonna be a hundred percent of people that literally do not give a shit about anybody else. Except and, maybe prison. <laughs> except, except prison. <laughs> but I, in a college, in a university, in a college atmosphere, people want to advance themselves for sure, but they're also trying to make friends, have experiences, and they want to care for other people as well, usually. In a networking sort of way. So we're not talking about like, you know, uh, being broken homeless because you gave away all your riches, yeah. right? For the glory yeah, of you're you're not yes yeah. man, <laughs> right? Right. This isn't that, but it's like uh, everybody in there was like a little too selfish and so much of a dick that it was like, all right, how do you plan to get anything done if everybody's so focused on these tight, you know, esoteric things about uh, you know, who's going to be able to sleep at this particular dorm in this hall, right? Yeah. Or what are we going to do about this party? And oh, they said or did something, but it's like. Uh, reminded me of this uh, situation, right? It's like a, what they call it, Ouroboros, right? Or a snake, a snake eats its own tail, right? So an ass-eating snake, just forever circle, right? And it's kind of like this uh, short story by Isaac Asimov I may have brought up before called uh, Nightfall. And basically this whole civilization just goes and collapses and rebuilds itself because of these situations, you know, in their sci-fi universe. So all these kids graduate every four, maybe five, if you're really cool, maybe even six years, Right? And um, so they leave, right? Maybe their problems kind of leave with them or not. Whole new fresh set of students come in and they relive the same shit, right? <laughs> so it's like there's really no ending to it. So why are you why are you, you know, stressing so hard about some shit and it's just going to happen again? Because we only see what maybe one or two kids in class. Mm-hmm. Sam, the lead character, and she's failing. 
right? So, like, what, what the fuck? Like, you only have one class and you can't even get the shit right? <laughs> like, they never show these characters doing anything outside of uh, these very specific roles. And uh, I really wish they would have touched more on that. And that may have opened up some more, uh, how do I say, give their characters more dimension yeah. as far as their interactions with each other. And people that we've just, you know, non non-playable characters as they call them in RPGs, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're just, you know, just the general crowd. Like, are they the type of people that push their way through crowds, right? Or are they the nice guy and they just seem like an asshole in this situation? Or, you know, give their characters some depth, but... Yeah, let us kind of understand who they are as as a student, as somebody who cares about their future and their career without just talking about it and give us some kind of way to connect with them because... I know that when I was in school, I, I, you know, I wasn't a big person to study outside of school or anything, but during class, you know, you listen, you answer the questions that need to be answered, you ask the questions of the teacher and whatever, like, you know, regular school shit, you you gotta show them doing the regular school stuff for us to understand what kind of person they are. It's like... And then who you have a class with might also further develop, like, why are these people always together? Oh, because they all have same majors. Or why do these guys hate each other? Because, you know, uh, something had occurred in some other situation. We never really get that. It just starts off as like, I hate you. Why? Because you're black and I'm white. It's like, oh, boy, i never seen this one before. All right, it's like (laughs) fucking Tom and Jerry. (laughs) Yeah. But I do want to go ahead and uh, I do want to go ahead and talk about some things that I feel like they got right. Mm-hmm. In terms of stereotyping and um, and the black and white kind of mantra of things, um, I personally, you guys will probably see this from my pictures and whatever I put online. I'm not black. I am not white. I am Puerto Rican. Um, although uh, I am also Puerto Rican, <laughs> and I'm also black. You yeah. call that Boricua Moreno. <laughs> that's that's a thing, and I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> and I think we might be talking further about like uh, race in mm-hmm. general, but um, but I want to go ahead and talk about how uh, how they <laughs> the beginning does a pretty good job of setting up some some scenarios in which um, white people have these 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 things that they just poke at you know uh like the hair thing the hair is always a big thing i i know i have quite a few friends who they have their hair a certain way and you know oh can i feel your hair can i touch your hair oh my god yeah so me i've had um i've had a half row before to those of you not familiar with half row is a half of an afro because <laughs> um, it's when you're impatient, you don't go the whole fucking thing out, just halfway. It's uh, so another one I've had. I've had uh, the fade, obviously, with the very deep motherfucking waves, like genetic deep motherfuckers. Dog. Like them shits rocking, waving. Noah actually caught me up. It was like, yo, slow down the tide. <laughs> you know, only got one ship, and. Uh, but yeah, so, and they would always ask to touch my hair when it was like that. And, you know, actually, I didn't mind obliging them because I wanted to show them that, you know, we're not like wild pit bulls, but other people would say, no, we're not animals. You don't just pet us. But I'm like, yo, there's plenty of like white holes that I didn't pet it, you know? So <laughs> oh, who God. the fuck am I to tell them? 
you know, like they really, really, you know, they admire us. And I want them to say, oh, wow, they are so fucking cool. That hair is not weave. I saw a guy with deep motherfucking waves and he let me touch him. Them shits was so real. And then I also had dreads. Right. And when I had those, of course, you know, everybody wanted to touch those. And um, I guess I'm so cool. I just didn't mind. Like as long as it wasn't a dirty motherfucker or a guy. <laughs> those are like the two things. Yeah. So basically no dirty bitches. No guys. <laughs> Everything else is kind of fair game. Even big girls can touch, you know what I'm saying, the hair. Cause it's, <laughs> it's just hair. But that's my, you know, yeah, approach to it. Omar so, may not feel like that. <laughs> um, I, I've always kind of always had my hair the same way. Sometimes it grows out. I got more like a G-Fro thing going on. But like... And, not, not to be derogatory towards uh, Jews hey, or Fro's. Hey, man... We can both rock it. We can both rock it. I got you. You got me. You know what it is. Anyway, other other things that this uh, that this film definitely uh, touched on was the uh, the discussion of affirmative action. Oh yeah, they that get that always kind of kind of comes up, and it always feels really awkward. Yeah, because <laughs> it kind of is because it's it's real. Yeah. yeah, it is definitely something that persists in our reality, and people will blame any and fucking everything on gun control or affirmative action. That's, yeah. It's like, only reason we let Obama in is America and that yeah. damn affirmative action. And it's like, yeah. it's yeah, it's one of those things that always kind of comes up, and it it's kind of in the back of people's mind whether they're for it or against it, mm-hmm. um, and. When you're applying for colleges, whether you're white or black, you think about affirmative action. <laughs> it's there. Affirmative, yeah. <laughs> uh, even Hispanic and all that stuff. A lot of times, you yeah. think about affirmative action. It's it's a thing. You know, uh, will it end? When will it end? If yeah, mm-hmm. and it actually is like a double sided, you know, blade there because let's say you go to an HBCU, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a Caucasian and you go to an HBCU, you now qualify for all the minority scholarships because you're a minority at that particular campus and demographic. Right. That's affirmative action. Except but they for don't want the to think of it that way. Straight from the NAACP and stuff like that. Right. And then another, you know, weird loophole is if you are from the continent of Africa. Yeah. And you are Caucasian and you come to America, you are now African American. Or South African American, or Kenya American, but you know, it, and all of a sudden you got a white guy who's getting all these scholarships, and it's like, what the f? It's affirmative action, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, that's another thing they touch on in the movie, and that they do right, yeah, like, yeah, like African American has kind of become the bad word because people are becoming too affirmative um, action, yeah, hey, people, hey. <laughs> people are becoming too. Uh, too proper what is it what's the politically word? politically correct. correct trying to be like, trying to be p- politically correct when it just makes you seem like a racist if you're politically correct instead of saying black you say african-american now you're trying too hard you're obviously a racist and <laughs> uh, it's it brings up a lot of like interesting points and stuff that we should think about uh honestly stuff that should be thought about and i don't feel like has been touched on in a lot of movies before um like stuff like that doesn't get so blatantly put out there like we talk about certain things but we put it in a context of a narrative and it becomes kind of the struggle of a character 
going through different things that aren't explicitly stated where this they explicitly stated um which is great speaking of explicit something else that was explicitly stated was that we have these two lead characters uh both of them african-american one male one female and they're both uh each you know running for a candidacy to be the head of house Mm -hmm. right and um the black male sleeping with a white girl who happens to be of some status or wealth throughout the school and the black female who is you know pretty much leading this revolt of you know the whole hipster underground culture of black identity on this campus her her name's Sam in the film she is dating a white guy and dating quote unquote dating right Dating about as much as you know people on online dating. People as about twenty first century word of dating. All right, yeah. <laughs> that is what they're doing, and it's like, oh, I thought you were you know super this and you're super that, but they make these exceptions for themselves that kind of go beyond the rules, and it's like, well, is that hypocritical? And it's like, uh, time out. When has been getting pussy ever been hypocritical? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's all about HIPAA getting them panties off, like, and the same thing for. Uh, you know, vice versa, right? It's like, hey, I just, I just like what I like. This has nothing to do with my political correctness, right? I just like thick girls, or I just like skinny girls. I just like light girls. I just like white girls. I just like girls. Some motherfuckers can't decide, and they just do whatever comes their way. Uh, that's a whole nother film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's a that again goes along with the beginning of the con. Well, I guess it wasn't the beginning, but the other part of our conversation that was talking about basically how everybody was out for themselves and if you're out for yourself and you're trying to present a certain a certain kind of aura to other people um how how can you really be yourself and that's that's uh sam was always trying to in the movie present herself as a type she was the person who did this and she even she even says i don't want to be this anymore i don't i don't want to give anything away but Spoiler alert. you know at the end she you really don't know what she was after right and again it's college so they're very young they're supposed to be taking a shit ton of credits which obviously they're not so your mind is supposed to be so preoccupied with this that you know it's difficult to focus on these very narrow events Right in the middle of midterms or the stress of, of writing papers. Yeah. Uh, remind me again, what was the character's name? The Afro? Lionel. Thank you. Lionel. So he goes through a pretty bad shitstorm in the film. Yeah. And um, I can't really relate to everything that happened to him because he was portraying a you know, homosexual character, uh, somewhat, I wouldn't say closeted, but very shy yeah. personality. And he was a writer of the local campus paper, which nobody read said the dean who yeah. felt like he was also racially uh, oppressed yeah very very much so and also turns out to be the, the guy, father the yeah guy from what was it state farm commercials yeah. <laughs> Austin is your bitch in good hands <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, is, is my job in good hands <laughs> you a fake Denzel like the Austin <laughs> yeah so um but yeah. so all that's going on yeah and um but I thought that they did a good job of giving him some depth uh, because 
he was trying to struggle with his own sexuality on top of his living arrangements because he was getting bounced back and forth between uh, all the crossfires of, you know, who's allowed to be at which hall for lunch and all this other stuff. And, uh, you, you know, so his was kind of an interesting side story to follow. And because he was the writer on campus and a lot of people were trying to get his attention or, you know, publish his piece and change it. And I, I kind of thought that was pretty cool. But altogether, I mean, all their stories were just like, ah, you know. Yeah. I was kind of expecting Tales from the Crypt, you know, those kind of stories. And I felt like I was giving Care Bears. <laughs> it's a... It, you feel for Lionel, and he's got a he's got a better arc, I believe, yeah. than a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, but it's the same thing, kind of. For me, I feel it's the same thing that it's like you really only care about yourself. Like you're only trying, even though you want to meet other people and you want to be involved and you want to have some kind of purpose. He was still only ever fighting for himself. He never really gave a shit about anybody. Even the guy who he was interested in, he... Well, uh, so you might be right about that. I don't think he really cared about any of them. But I do disagree that he didn't care about anyone. Because his roommate, who was the old head of house, remember he had to share his room. Mm -hmm. And he ended up having a room with him. And they had, you know, the little divider room. And uh, at one point, they left their doors open. Mm. And he kind of gives them this look because he's watching something on TV. And it sounds like something very like, melodramatic. And you could tell this, this uh, you know, the former head of house. What's that character's name? Troy. Thank you. Troy is getting very emotional. And uh, Lionel looks over at him. And, you know, they kind of have this, you know, brief moment where they're, like, trying to assess each other. And Troy puts his guards up, right, changes the channel, and just, just mans it out. And then um, another time, when I think Troy is smoking out somewhere on campus, and uh, at an event, yeah, and Lionel kind of comes up to him to try to talk about something, and he just blows him off. And Troy's like, "No, nah, you know, I don't want to talk about what happens at home." But you could tell Lionel, at least, like, of all the people there, I felt like he made the most honest effort mm-hmm. to try to do something. And I felt like he just got—I felt like he was probably the youngest person there. Yeah, is the what the feeling I got of it, and he was just getting dicked around. No pause. but just the worst of it and you know it's just it sucks sometimes when you're the nice guy in all the movies you're supposed to get all the bitches all the money first name on the credits um like you know nice guys supposed to get everything everything well he he got to finish out the movie good point he didn't die (laughs) (laughs) well but (laughs) hold up real quick Real quick, nobody dies in this movie. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> not not too big a spoiler, but nobody dies in this movie. So you're okay. But you know, he was he was the classical proverbial good guy, and uh, I guess he was kind of average. So yeah. in reality, I guess that is kind of true. You need to just make sure you know you're a fucking bamf. Fuck that nice guy <laughs> shit. Save that for like you know politicking, but. <laughs> Make sure you go hard in the motherfucking paint because they treated him like shit. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. We're coming back for the second half. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.